Hey, good morning, Grace Life family. Happy Sunday. I was led to share a video before I take off to church. So I'm calling this one the importance of working on yourself and five ways to grow as a person. You got to be committed to lifelong learning. Here are five ways to grow as a person. These are biblical ways, right? So I'm talking about people that love God, who are born again, and who are committed to becoming the men and the women that God has called us to be and getting out of us everything that God placed in us while we're in the land of the living. So I want you to grow in five areas. And so uh, the first thing is you first got to discover yourself, right? Even before I get into the five areas, I've done a lot of teaching lately from Second Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 4 about the fact that when you discover God, you discover yourself. When you discover Jesus, you then discover yourself. When you come into God, the knowledge of God, then you come into God's knowledge of you. And when you discover yourself, when you know who you are, when you're born again, you know Jesus, and now you know who you are, you know that God begins to reveal to you what was prepared for you, but concealed from you. And you're like, oh my God, now I'm coming into the knowledge of God. Now I have to grow. And these are the five areas that I'm going to talk about growing. So the first one is you should grow in knowledge. By the way, those that are subscribed to our Patreon will get all of my notes, as I always do. Whenever I preach or teach or whatever, I give those that are subscribed to the Patreon all of my notes because I'm mentoring them on, on another level. If you're interested, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pena and subscribe. So the first area is knowledge. Say knowledge. The first area is you want to grow in knowledge. Knowledge is the practical understanding of the subject. This is built through study, through learning, and through experience. So you must be committed to growing in knowledge. You must be committed to studying. You must be committed to lifelong learning. Today, people have access to just about most of the world's information, right? Uh, kids today don't, don't barely even go to a library. Kids today don't have, they don't know what an encyclopedia is. You know, I, you know what, it, for those of us that are a certain age, you know what it was like, like, man, you go to, you have to do a book report or something or a paper for school. And then you're looking for the encyclopedia and like, oh, where's the M? Somebody took the M or, oh, we, you know, such and such on the third floor of our building has it. And, and so now kids today have access to the world's information at their fingertips. Uh, that being the case, it would be foolish of you as a man or woman to have access to all of this information and that then not make yourself available to it. You know, whatever you're called to do, whatever it is, you could be called, I don't know, to be a brick mason, to run a beauty salon, to be a doctor, a lawyer, a preacher, a business owner, uh, to, to be a captain of industry, whatever it is that you're called to do, there's lots of information out there concerning it. So you must be con committed to growing in that knowledge. One of the things that has served me greatly over the years is my commitment to being an autodidact. Um, autodidact, that's not a fancy word. Auto means self, didact means teaching. And so basically, uh, uh, I teach myself, right? I mean, there's so much information out there. There's so many books or YouTube channels. Uh, when I was growing as a, as a network engineer, uh, a young network engineer, I remember I was one of the first people um, that, that received Cisco routers in the Army. So this was like 1996. And um, 96, 97, and um, we got, you know, all of this equipment and, I, you know, we went to some classes, but at the end of the day, I had to teach myself. I had to get the books, I had to watch the CDs, I had to read, I had to teach myself. You have to become an autodidact. Today, there's so much stuff on the internet that, that you could be a self-learner. You can, you can teach yourself. You can watch YouTube videos. You can figure things out. You can read the books or watch the videos or do whatever you have to do to gain the knowledge. You must be committed 
to teaching yourself whatever you need to teach yourself in order to grow. And then, of course, you still need to go to classes and all of that, but you must be committed to growing in knowledge. Say knowledge. All right, number two is skills. So skill is your level of proficiency in any given thing. What your level of proficiency in any given thing. And this is developed through training. Say training. So this is developed through training, through experience, and through practice and lots of practice. Because you you have to practice. And so you got to get your reps in. You must be you must have a tireless commitment to getting your reps in. Whatever whatever it is that you want to be good at, you have to practice. And and you have to practice over and over and over again. You can read about it. Let's say for example, I don't like to run. I was in the army for 25 years. I ran because I had to, but I didn't run because I wanted to. But but uh running, for example, you could read books about running. You could go to classes on running. You can watch YouTube videos on running, but the only way to get good at running is by running, right? I mean, so at the end of the day, you have to practice. You have to develop the skill. You have to get your reps in. You have to build up muscle memory. You have to go, you have to do what you have to do over and over and over again. Malcolm Gladwell popularized this 10,000 hours rule. And basically, Malcolm Gladwell said that if you practice any one skill for 10,000 hours, then you have a good chance of becoming an expert at it. So you, you'll hear people say, well, man, I got to get my 10,000 hours in on this or 10,000 hours in on that. Whatever you want to be good at, whatever you want to master, you're going to have to get your 10,000 hours plus. And there's a couple of things that I have 10,000 hours in. And, uh, you know, by the grace of God, I'm pretty good at it. But it, it came because I put in the work. And so you have to develop the skill. You grow in knowledge. Then you have to put in the work to develop the skill so that you can become a master of it. You got it? All right. Number three, wisdom. Say wisdom. Now, wisdom is the proper application of knowledge. So now that you've grown in knowledge and you've read the books or watched the videos, and then even you're developing the skill. And as you're developing the skill, you're growing in more knowledge because you're learning things about the thing that you didn't even know from the book or the video. As you're growing in knowledge, wisdom is now the proper use of that knowledge. Wisdom is now the right use of it. You have faculty now discerning. So you're able to discern. You're able to judge correctly, right? You, you know how to use this the best way. Now that you've gained the knowledge, wisdom is how to apply the knowledge that you receive in the best possible use, how to get the max use out of any particular situation or even people, right? So you're growing in how, how, to, how to use the people that God has graced you to lead in a way where you're getting the max benefit and they're growing and they're developing. To be wise is to have the power of discerning and judging correctly, discriminating between right and wrong, true or false, what is right and what is not right, what is fit and what is proper, what is okay and what is going to be the max use. Solomon received wisdom from God. And you and I, we can do it too. You know, God is not going to give us knowledge. Let me, let me pause right here for a moment. God will not give you the knowledge. God never promised to give us knowledge, uh, meaning that you can't just take the Bible or the textbook and put it under your pillow and expect that God is going to transfer the knowledge through osmosis. God didn't say he will give you knowledge. He said he will give you wisdom. He said, if you lack wisdom, James 1, ask of God, who gives to all men liberally and upbraid if not, and it shall be given him. God has promised to give us the wisdom, which is the practical application of the knowledge, but you and I have to get the knowledge. You and I have to develop the skill. And once we do, God will give us the wisdom. So once we have studied, that's knowledge. Once we practice that skill, then we can pray for wisdom. And wisdom comes from above. God will give us insight, wisdom, revelation, 
understanding that that will exceed our education and experience, and we'll be able to operate with a level of wisdom that exceeds our years. We'll be able to speak with the tongue of the learned, and people will be amazed because we operate with a level of uncommon wisdom because this wisdom is coming from above. You got it? All right, number four, character. Say character. Now, character is your essential nature. Basically, is what make it your makeup, like what makes you who you are. It is comprised of your mental, ethical, and moral traits. Your mental, your ethical, your moral traits. The way you think, the way you conduct, it's your values, right? Your personal values and your uniquely identifying characteristics. So you came to God with a character already, a character that you developed along the way. And then when, when you get born again, God works on you to develop godly character. So godly character is not given. It's not a gift. God is not just going to give you godly character. He did, there's no line where he's issuing godly character. Godly character must be developed. So uh, your knowledge of God's word, right? That was number one, talking about knowledge. So you have to grow in your knowledge of God's word because the word of God contains the character, the attributes, and the nature of God. All right, number two, then you got to put in countless hours to put that work into practice, right? That was skill. So number one, I dealt with knowledge. So you have to grow in that. You have to learn that yourself. Then two, you got to put in practice and you got to put some of these things, you know, apply them to your daily life. Then number three, I talked about wisdom. God will give you the wisdom from above. And so why? All of those things together help you develop your godly character and character must be developed. You got to be able to develop your character to the point where you could carry the weight of the anointing associated with your assignment. Let me say that again. <laughs> Let me slow down. Your character must be developed to the point where you're able to carry the weight of the anointing associated with your assignment, meaning that God may have called you to do something great, but that doesn't mean that you're ready to do that thing that is great. Your character must be developed. You have to be developed in order to become the person that is worthy of walking in that divine assignment. So if you're not developed, then you may be called, but you're not ready, right? And so there's some things that as you're walking with God, God is going to say, hey, this is fine. This is part of your personality. This is what makes you you. I don't want you to change that. That, that is what makes you unique. I'm a Dominican kid from Brooklyn. I have some things that God says, no, don't I don't want you to change those things. I want you to amplify those things. I want you to, to, to walk. I want you to be confident about those things because those are the things that make you you. However, as you're walking with God, the Holy Spirit will expose some things that are flaws in your character. And if you have character flaws, then no, these are not things that you don't that you want to just accept. These are not things that you want to say, well, that God made me that way. That's just who I am. No, 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 no. A character flaw is not the way that God made you. A character flaw is something you developed over time. And you developed because you practiced that flaw. You developed that flaw. That's a bad habit. And now you got to break away from that. And so if you have a character flaw, the Holy Spirit will expose it to you. And he will tell you, hey, this is part of your personality. I want you to keep that. This is a character flaw. I want you to change that. And he will teach you how to change it. If it's an actual flaw, then you can overcome it. You don't want to stay stagnant. You don't want to just accept it as well. That's just who I am. No, that's not who you are. You must be committed to evolving and developing and growing and a, as a person, as a man, as a woman, whoever it is that God has called you to be. Like, for example, I'm like, a, there's people say, oh, such and such as a type A personality. Man, I'm like a hyper type A. I'm like an A++, right? In the army, we had a lot of those kind of personalities. So I'm like hyper aggressive. Like I'm, I'm super, I want to go after it. Like I'm a go-getter and I want to go get it. Okay, fine. God can use that. 
but God will teach me how to be aggressive without being overly aggressive to where I'm coming across the wrong way. God will teach me how to take my go-get attitude and then inspire others and not be a detriment to others, where I'm there to build people up and inspire them and not tear them down. So for example, someone else, I dealt with somebody uh, recently who lacks tact. The, 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 the definition of tact is a keen sense of what to do or say in order to avoid offense. Well, that's a character flaw. If you lack tact, that's a character flaw. If you're always pissing people off, if you're always getting people offended, if you, if you, if you have, your heart is in the right place, but your mouth doesn't communicate it right and you're always offending people, then that's a flaw. That's something that you can work on. You can develop a keen sense of what to do or say in order to avoid offense. This is all part of developing godly character. God will show you what parts of you to keep and what parts of you to change. Say amen to that. And then number uh, five um, is grace. Say grace. So now grace, uh, I love, you know me. If you, if you know me at all, for those of you that don't know me, maybe you don't know, but those of you that know me know that I teach the grace life. My mantra is the grace life. So everything that I do, we do it by the grace of God. So let's talk about grace. The type of grace, now there are different aspects of grace. The type of grace that I'm talking about here is where God's ability is placed on your ability, giving you the ability to, to do what you could not do without God's ability. In other words, it's God's super on your natural. And grace is given. Grace is a gift. Grace is God's empowerment to do what you could not do without God. Grace is free. It is unmerited. It is oftentimes undeserved. And so what happens with God's grace is God empowers you to do what he called you to do. And the Bible says you can grow in grace. Grace and peace are multiplied unto us through the knowledge of him. So the more we grow in knowledge, that was number one. There's five things I'm covering today. So the more we grow in knowledge, that was number one. The more you walk with God and practice your walk and put these things into practice, go from, from classroom training to hands-on, that was number two. I dealt with that skill, right? The more you apply what God says, that's the practical application of of knowledge, that was number three. We dealt with wisdom. And the more you develop godly character so that you can be the man or the woman that God has called you to be and you can carry it, you can handle the weight of it, then all of that together is going to put you in a position of growing grace, where, where now you, you're in a position to where you yield to God. You tap into his power. You, you become a human conduit of the divine. God will flow to you and through you. It is the grace of God. You become heaven's ambassador on this planet. You are growing in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And you're, you're getting to the point where you're yielding to God in all things, where you are sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You're not, you're not operating just by education. You have revelation. You're not just operating by intellect. You have instinct. And so you're growing in grace to where you have this divine instinct to flow with the Holy Spirit, where you are yielding to God and God is flowing through you. And there's this empowerment on you to do what you could never do without him, but you're doing what God called you to do from the foundations of the world. It's not you. It is him. It's the grace of God. You are who you are by the grace of God. You can grow in grace as you grow in the knowledge of him. So please work on these five areas. When you work on these five areas, you're working on yourself. And it's important because you're never going to be able to give something to someone that you don't have. You won't be able to teach what you haven't learned. You won't be able to flow in an area that you haven't grown into. So work on yourself. And the more you work on yourself, the better, the more value you can add to the world. And the more value you add to the world, the more success you will experience while you're in the land of the living. I'm talking about making an impact now. Are you going to die and go to heaven? Yeah, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Right now, God wants us to affect with effects and influence the people of this world 
and the systems of this world. And it's not going to happen if you don't grow. Grow in these five areas and you will grow in life. This was the importance of working on yourself and five ways to grow as a person. I love you. God loves you more. Put these things into practice and you will grow. I'm telling you, you will develop into the man or the woman that God has called you to be. Happy Sunday. Have a blessed day.